Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. A little short show tonight. Just Westworld and Moonhaven and holy crap, the apocalypse is coming. Jamie and Karen both came in at the same time. Be nice. <laughs> Hello. 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 Nice. Right on time to the end of the world as yep. we know it, huh? <laughs> yep. Come on, said, let's be honest, guys. Jamie said, be nice. Jamie said, be nice. <laughs> uh, well, it's a short show tonight. I don't want to miss any of it. Right? Yeah, we have what? Moonhaven right. and Westworld. I've watched Westworld like. Yep. A little bit ago. <laughs> and I only watched okay. the one. I was good. Oh, wait. Okay. Good, good girl. It's good. It's, it's good fresh girl. in your mind. Yeah. Yep. You want to do Westworld first, or do you want to do Moon, get Moonhaven out of the way? Whichever. Let's do, let's do Moonhaven first, because I think it will be a shorter conversation. Um, I, don't, I can't keep them straight, so, again, you'll have to sort of tell me what happened. I just finished watching it like five minutes ago. Um, this week's episode, um, there are like three plot lines. One is which Paul's son is getting right. He's supposed to be part of the bridge and they do like this dancing around hippie trippy bullshit to say goodbye to him. Remember all that? Um, but there's also like conflict between Paul and the other father in the house. Whatever's going on there with his wife having a second husband, right? Yeah, I'm um, not sure if he's that's, a father, but he's another husband, I think, or another boyfriend. Well, he kind of acts like he's a father, like he thinks he has some say in, like, what this kid should yeah. do, right? So that was going on. Right. The second thing was going on was um, uh, Carlo watched in the video and saw the flower, and they were on the trail of the flower and the flower petal. Um, and the third storyline was the mighty is refusing to step down, and come to find out that she and Bella's mother were like in love and With Bella's mother right and Bella's Look, mother I, I, go ahead I was just going to say I was started laughing because I thought you were going to say they were in love with aliens <laughs> oh no but turns out that like Bella's mother whose name is Loa uh, believes aliens are coming, like they noticed Io and aliens are coming. And I'm not really sure what that has to do with anything, but aliens might be coming is the big reveal at the end of the episode. Um, well, the very, very end of the episode is when Arlo finds the petal, the flower, and then Tom, who rips the tree root out of his eye, is back to full health, and it's like, the, like he's there at the end. That's how it ends, right? Uh yeah. So, so yeah, you already know that the people are taking the things out, though, right? That was like a while ago. Yes, we saw last week. I and think that people are taking their chips out. People are taking their chips out and leaving them in a pile yeah. of woods. The chip that lets Io follow you. So yeah, the mother okay. is supposedly dead, but she, if you just rip your chip out, I guess you. Um, which reminds me very much of like, I. So I finally finished watching Halo, and you know how everybody on Halo was like taking their chips out. Um, oh, I didn't finish that yet. I need to do that. Because it's not good. I mean, it's not, yeah. That's why you finish it. Um, No, I like it, but I like that. um, I I like things that that are 
Yeah, not good sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah, we found that out <laughs> last week, I think. There was, like, this pile of bloody chips in the – they're not chips. They're, like, little implants or whatever, right? Yeah. They call them Mark. They're they call them like, Mark, I think. They're like, they're, like, internal tattoos. Yes, yes. Kind um, of. Oh, and also that thing happened that while well, everybody's doing their, like, hippie farewell dance out in the field and looking at fireworks of their own face or whatever – uh, suddenly there was like this mark of fire on the earth, which I couldn't really tell because the CGI wasn't that good. Is it supposed to be literally fire on earth burning in the shape of that M mark? Or was it like a firework in the sky that was like in front of the view of earth? I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's like the, I don't know, that's the mark of the rebels or something. We don't really know, right? So anyway, that's the recap of it. So how did how did you guys? You could probably guess from my tone of voice what I thought. How did you guys like it? Um, I told you I liked so it. I'll say, you, you don't, so. <laughs> well, I know, but. I'll say this much. Um, I definitely liked the last two episodes better than the first two. The first two practically put me to sleep. Um, I find myself, actually, I really actually like Paul and Arlo a lot. Um, I do. Yes, Paul can be a little preachy, but you got to give the yeah. guy credit. He truly believes in what he believes, and no matter what anybody says to him, he already he always tries to find the silver lining to to bring that person around, even if they don't agree with him. You know, he still tries to bring them around to at least understand it. So I I don't I, I kind of like his character. Arlo's just fun. Arlo's Sherlock fucking Holmes. You know, I mean <laughs> that little that, yeah, his yeah. investigating at the end of the episode there was pretty good. My... He's like. Bella's like, what is that? And he's like, it's a magnifying glass. She's like, no, I know what it is. <laughs> Why do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the mighty, she's like, she, everything that happens, she finds a way to, in her, in her own mind, because nobody else is really agreeing with her, in her mind, she twists everything, anything that happens to fit her own narrative. So she's really annoying. Um, her second in command, whose name escapes me, Salandra or something, is banging Tom. So she's part, yeah. she's part of the rebels. Um, you know, and it's like, I get what the moon, you know, the, the rebel mooners are against. They feel like the earthers, you know, are going to just destroy everything. Cause that's all they do. But it's like at the same time, and I know it's been a hundred years since this whole thing started, but you might be, you know, I, I feel it reminds me a lot of the expanse and the rivalry between Mars and Earth. And I feel like that's what we're seeing here. It's like somebody watched the expanse and was like, oh, I have an idea. Um, you know, it's, it's not exactly the same, obviously. But, like, the whole purpose of the moon is to help Earth. And I get what they're saying. They're like, we're going to try and help them, and they're just going to kill us all. Like, it's, it's ironic considering the teachings that they have and how they all grew up, yet you're not on Earth, and you talk all this shit about Earth, but the rebels might as well be on Earth because they're acting exactly like what they're complaining about Earthers being. Yep. Yep, I was feeling... I was feeling the same way as you were describing that. Like, so you, you're like, why should we help people on earth if they want to destroy everything? We're better than them. But by acting selfish and going against like your whole purpose, are you just acting like the people on earth that you're claiming you're better than? 
like, is that right? Like, uh, except for people like Paul, who are like, Paul's like, no, the whole purpose that we've been here is to, like, what Earth is the mother and the mother is the whatever or whatever their claptrap they're always spouting. Um, like, uh, yeah, they just said, like, he's a true believer and he and and he's committed to it, right? And not only to sending his son down, but to being like, no, I don't think my son should, like, go in the Sahara Desert hideout. I want him to go right in the city and, like, really help them. Um, like, he's all in. Uh, but I don't really know. Like, I, so I was really surprised at the end when, when they were like, Bill was like, oh, you mean aliens are coming? And, <laughs> and, and, and my, yeah, she had the same like, reaction you did. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, surprised. Like what the hell? Wait, what? How? That's what this show is about? Like I never, I never, I did not see that coming at all. And uh, uh, maybe it could be true. It could maybe not be true. Like I guess we gotta, we we don't really have a good sense of like what lies are being told by whom. Like that's just is starting to come into focus now in this episode, maybe right? Like we're starting to see like who's with the rebels, who's not. Um. Uh, I mean, Jamie, you've seen all of it, or you've seen more yep. than this, at Not least, right? You've seen all of it. You've seen yeah, it to the end. Seen the season. There's six of them. Yeah. And this was four. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I agree with AJ that these last two have been better, and this one was kind of better in terms of like the stories going somewhere. I might be like aliens, what WTH? But at least it's like going somewhere. Um, although I gotta tell you. My 15-second fast-forward button was real helpful in that scene where Paul's mother <laughs> is dying in a tree hammock. <laughs> like, what? what the you hell know, is going on? Right? Um, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, so... I'm, I'm watching this, though. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all these old people are up in the trees. I'm like, I know if I was an old person, just kill me. I would be bored out of my mind. Like, how boring is that, just laying there, waiting for somebody to come and say hi? Screw that shit. (laughs) And she didn't really seem to be that close to death. Like, she looked pretty good. She was totally coherent and able to have a conversation. She wasn't in any pain. Like, I was like, do you just, like, turn 85 and they're like, boom, you're done? Like, why was she even up there, right? Like, and <laughs> I think it's right? because she was dying, whether it seemed like she was or not. It was because they knew okay. she, I mean, I don't know how they know she or Maybe I.O. knows, but it's so they can tell them goodbye. It's kind and of they the have point. total ability to fix, like, minor injuries really quickly, and you can be almost dying and they fix you with the true – like, they have major technological abilities, but when you're old and sick, they just put you in a hammock and leave you there? Like, <laughs> I think you know, it's it, just supposed to be that's what they do before they die so they can tell their family hello and goodbye, I guess, for lack of a better explanation. But you have to go in, like, the, in like the, the hammock nursing home to, like, wait around for them to come visit. The hammock nursing home. I will say this, though, and, and if this is the case, I wish they would explain it, but I was kind of wondering if, like, I.O., keeps them a lot, like, like, she's already, like, she should be dead already, but Io, like, keeps her alive long enough for him to say goodbye, and then, like, when he puts her back up, she expires, because Io doesn't, you know, Io stops helping her. If that's well, the case, then you can explain like, that otherwise. 
It's Otherwise, she's just sitting in the ham. She's just bored in the hammock, hanging out in the trees, which is really driving me nuts. Say like, um, send me back up now. My time is up, or whatever. Right? It just seemed. Yeah. You know, I've been watching. I've been, yeah, I've been watching weird. another. I've been watching another show that um, has a big, which I mentioned another time, but I've been watching this show that has a big theme of like when people are end of life, what is the appropriate way to handle their suffering. And while she didn't seem to be suffering, it just didn't seem to me to be a very humane way to look after your elders to like, uh, yeah, it's like a hammock nursing home. It was like a warehouse of old dying people up in a tree, in the trees, like as, 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 as <laughs> lying around waiting for their kids to come visit. It was basically like the worst nursing home that you see in in life here on earth, right? Like no one's really I, at least taking they have care a, of them. At least they have a nice view. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, that was so one thing weird. I appreciated. I, I fast yeah. forwarded a lot of that. One thing I appreciated was um, was when Paul explained how the family dynamic works, and I gotta say, because I was at first, I was like, wait, yeah. why do you not? Why do you only see your your biological parents at birth and death? Like, why is everybody split up and like randomly given families and shit? But his explanation when he was explaining it to Bella, I was I, I'm glad they did that because I've been wondering what what the hell that shit was. I gotta say, it's a perfect solution, but I kind I it's kind of a, a neat idea um, for their you know their reasoning behind it, and it didn't work you know it wasn't right away you know like every you know this family said this family sucks and then they you know it all you know the old way leads to war, whereas mixing everybody up and, and, you know, everything kept the peace because it's just every family is intermingled. So it's kind of an interesting concept. Not that it would ever work for I real, think, but. Right. I was going to say it wouldn't work for real because, like, I mean, any, like, adoptive family, clearly Paul feels about his son the way he would about a blood son, right? Like, his adoptive son right. is just as much part of his family or I'm thinking of like if you watch The Last Kingdom, the way what was his name? U- Utrecht of whatever you watched The Last Kingdom, right? Utrecht AJ with Alyssa. Utrecht. Utrecht. Like he was kidnapped and like his whole family was slaughtered, and yet he became like totally devoted. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess a big part of the show is about how he's b- b- torn. But anyway, like you're right, like it wouldn't really like work in maybe reality, but I I get it, and it does. I agree with you. I was pleased to have that piece of exposition this week that's kind of been missing um, from their family setup. It, except for the creepy part where it was decided by this AI, this weird AI that is not really ever, um, like I'm waiting to find out about that and if it's a fraud or if it's a person or, or if it's going to go like all Skynet because it's not what, what we haven't seen is that thing we see in most shows like this where someone interacts with the AI, whether it, like, appears in the form of Annette Benning as it does in Captain Marvel or if it's, like, talking through Alexa or if it, like, there's always someone who <laughs> interfaces with the AI to tell them what to do or whatever, right? And we never actually well, see... Well, they interface with it, but it's not like a, it doesn't look like a person. But how? We don't see anybody talk well, to it. Well, it shows in that one episode or... the... Um... What's her name? The one that's the, the head, not the head of the humans, but the one that's like the delegate. She, when it shows Indira? her as a little kid, she's, yeah, it's when it shows her in the flashback, her using it, like, it's sort of like a 
compute. It's a computer, but like they can see it. It's like virtual, sorta. Oh yeah, but her flashback was when she was still on Earth, I think, right? But whatever. Yeah, we don't really. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't, but I, it's sort of the same thing. We don't really see anyone take commands from it or to tell them what to do. Like we we don't see like. And then the IO computer yeah, they told us. Talk about what IO did or said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for like maybe the other shoe to drop on that, or is it just like kind of not well written in some sense? Like there's a lot of this show that hey, like. You know, like Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, 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 right? That's what I'm waiting for. Um, I also use my 15-second fast-forward quite often in the hippie dancing farewell-to-wish thing where everybody's wearing their – again, AJ, it reminded me so much of The 100 in that final season, Uh, the costumes, the way they live, their, you know, like – like. Uh, they're all dancing and jumping around, and I did I did um, pause and listen to the little girl was telling like the history of life on Earth, a life on the moon, and how they I like came that up there and whatever. The yeah, little girl too. I'm wa- I'm waiting for something big to happen with her. Um, she's the one who should be going to Earth. I'm she's very smart, you guys. I got to clean contact. All right, see. she's very smart and very committed. <clears throat> But, yeah, a lot of that is like – or remember when, when Bella goes into Mighty's office or there's some scene with Mighty and they're all, like, singing, like, ooh, like everybody sings before they – Yeah, oh, and yeah. And I'm like, click. I'm like, fast forward. I don't have time for this. <laughs> um, I, Karen, I just, have, I, just have, I just have one question. Yeah? What did the 70s do to you? I'm so anti-hippie on this show, or I do call them hippies. Yeah, I was a small child in the 70s. I don't know why. I, I know you were. That's what, like, did, your, did, did, did your parents dress you funny because they were, because they were, it was the 70s and you, and you, yeah. and you ate that? No way. No way, because my parents were born in the 30s. By the 70s, my parents were like, like turning were forty, right? My parents like turned forty in the seventies. Um, but uh, no, it bothers me, Jamie, because it's so slow. It just slows everything down. I'm like, I really have to watch three full minutes of people in like borderline music festival garb, like dancing around, uh, right? Like they're wearing these. Like we're, uh, the costumes bother me. The dialogue bothers me, and the slowness bothers me. I do struggle with 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 the with the way they speak. They're, they're like, there's a scene where, that scene where Bella is kind of confronting Mighty and learning all this information, and, and she's getting worked up, and Mighty says to her, muffle your sinks. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? She means, like, calm down, like, calm your thoughts or whatever. And I, I'm like, I got to, Mighty in particular, I feel like when she speaks, I feel like I'm watching, a, like, a Shakespeare play like a community theater level Shakespeare play, the way her dialogue in particular is written. And when she says things like muffle your things, I'm like, I, I can't with this show. I can't. Like it, it takes me right. Maybe it's because I, I write for a living, but I, I'm always like the, the, the way they have made them. Like, I don't know. Really, I write. It doesn't irritate me, but. It takes me right out of the story. It, it's a problem. Like, it takes me right out of the story. And I'm like, what did she fucking just say? Like, it just, that's why it's a problem for me, because it, it, it stops me from being in the moment of the show, you know? 
like, and it, it's particularly egregious with her character, I feel like. Um, also, I don't understand how some people on the moon have an English accent and some don't. Uh, right? <laughs> well, maybe they, um, they probably come from all different parts of the, the world. Of the moon? <laughs> all yeah, the, on the, the moon? moon yeah. They've been up there for 100 yeah. years, and they're and they're supposed to not have any different tribes or nationalities or whatever, right? But I guess that's true, and I mean, they don't see people from the Earth, so why do they have different accents still? That's a good yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, so, you know, I, I fast forward through a bunch of the hippie stuff. Like, am I the only person who still finds this show incredibly slow and interrupted with, like, hippie stuff? I only found the beginning slow. I find this show slow in general. It got a little, it's a little better because Bella is getting some answers and people are working, it's moving forward a little bit. Uh, but every show has, like, long sequences of, like, like, Okay, that whole thing with the tree nursing home, the hammock nursing home, like, we we also had, like, you know, we'd have 20 seconds of, of, of Paul looking up into the sky. And, look, I think Dominic Monaghan did good work in that scene. Like, I felt that, like, I could see him, like, the emotion of meeting his mother for the first and last time ever and kind of, you know, hoping to get some answers from this older person or whatever. Um, and I, I appreciate the work Dominic Monaghan did and it was good, but I don't need like 12 full seconds of him staring up into the sky. I just, I'm like, oh my God, can we, like, maybe it's cause I turned it on at nine o'clock and I was like, I got to finish this thing by 10 for the podcast. Might be. I don't know. I, I just find it slow. I find it, I find it slow. I maybe also shouldn't watch it right after Westworld when like tons of shit happened in an episode of Westworld. And then I watch the show and I'm like, oh my God, they're dancing again. Um. Uh, come on, you guys. It's slow. It is slow, and it's. Oh weird. no, no! I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I just <laughs> love the way you describe it. <laughs> no, I agree. The only, I mean, the only good stuff, honestly, for me, I mean, yeah, it's the only time anything ever happens is if you know Bella's in the scene. If Bella's not in the scene, yeah. everything else is, you know, if if. You know, there's a chance something could happen, like um, Arlo's pretty good on his own. Paul just stares at trees on his own or takes walks. Yeah. If Bella's at least in the oh. scene with him, we get something. <laughs> yes. I, I was kind of impressed. So in the beginning of the episode, when when those people wearing masks of, like, woodland creatures, the people, I guess they're like the rebels, when they break into the house where Tommy's being kept, and a fight breaks out, and I was like, wow, Arlo and Paul can fight. Like, I was kind of surprised yeah. because, right? Like, they've been presented, in my opinion, as guys that don't really do much police work or detective work. Like, Io does all the work for them until they met Bella, right? Um, right. Which yeah, I guess Paul, is what the Paul's, criminals are counting on. Paul's training uh, right. held his own, too. Her own. Mm-hmm. Her own. The Apprentice, yeah, they all fought really well, and I was kind of surprised because yeah. I, I, I thought the people on the moon were kind of soft and not, and the police were not really trained to, right? And like, I feel like they don't like fighting is not a thing on the moon, right? Like that's bad. So I was impressed. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, it's been kind of 
one of the positive things of the show is seeing their two characters, like, come along, right? Like, by meeting Belle and they're becoming actual detectives. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, so two more episodes left. Is this, Jamie, is this one and done, or is it going to be, in theory, a second season? I don't know. It could come back. It, I guess it depends on the ratings. It depends on if people feel like you do or not. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it was always, but I mean, was it always pitched as a season one or was it pitched as like a limited series? I can't remember. I don't think it was pitched limited, but I'm not 100% okay. sure. I mean, we all know that limited series means nothing and that if it, if it does well, sure. they'll yeah. bring it back, right? But I guess it, but, one other thing. I mean, Oh, the Yankees, it's, it's the, nice the Mets just got a run, AJ. I know. I'm watching this. <laughs> the, um, it's nice that Joe Manganiello is awake now, but he, you think with it's a, a, you know, a pretty um, popular actor that he'd have more to do than just walk around and stare at people and grunt. <laughs> yeah, he's like, not. Like he, he, he like growled at Arlo at the end of the episode. <laughs> He has more lines, I think, in the towards the end than he did at the beginning. At any rate, well, so. I was gonna—I mean, I was gonna say, like, it, like I wonder if he'll turn out to be like a really big character because, like, why does he's Joe Manganiello take? He's not super talkative, because, though. You say that, like, he's not like a chatter, but no. I, but I, I was gonna say, I mean, he's barely been in it, and I was gonna say, like, why does an actor like Joe Manganiello take the role, and why is he paying the money that he can command if he's not gonna have if he's not gonna like yeah, big, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, he he spent two and a half episodes with a tree stuck in his eye. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like he didn't. Out of a six episodes, yeah. out of six episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so now that he's awake, uh, hopefully he'll have a bigger, or I would expect him to have a bigger role, right? Yeah. He hasn't done anything, and, and he's like, he's like the, yeah, he's Joe Manganiello. Like, why, why did you cast him to be in a coma for two episodes? So, I mean, he's he's kind of like the big bad. Like, he's not because I think Mighty is like a big bad, also, right? Like, there's a few. Is she bad? I mean, we go through this. Like, not bad, but like she's an antagonist. But he's like he's a primary antagonist, and probably, and he's violent, right? So there'll probably be some showdown with him next week or the week after. Um, yeah, all right. All right. I would, so, like to, I would like so, to see, I would love to see if it goes to a second season, like if they get to earth and what it's like for these people to be on earth. Like remember last week I was like, these people are going to get eaten alive and killed on earth. And then this week at the dinner table, like um, the hairy boyfriend is like, we're just going to get you see, we're going to get eaten alive when they get, why are we having the bridge? We're going to get killed on Earth, right? And I'm like, thinking to myself, that's what I said last week. <laughs> so it'd be fun, maybe, if it goes to the second season to see what it's like for them when they get to Earth. I mean, I'm curious about what, how bad of a hellhole Earth really is, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I told you, it looks like Blade Runner. It does look like Probably. Because <laughs> all this, all this Dystopian futures look like Blade Runner. It set the it set the bar for the entire genre, right? Yeah, uh-huh. it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, I, I, yeah. I mean, Blade Runner. You know, Blade Runner looks cool. The whole future is Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. All right. So if we get nothing all else, right. Well. Anyway, my interview with Kadeem is up. 
Oh yeah. You want to okay. watch I know you, it? I yeah. didn't know you wanted to him. Yes, he was the first uh, first one for the show I interviewed, and um, he talks about working with Dom and uh, some different things. It's it's up. You can read it. And and then at the end, I left in the part of him talking about his Marvel figures in the background because I thought it was funny and it was cool. So I left that in. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, cool. So there's that, and then. Uh, Dom, the one with Dom and the one with Islet will be going up in the next couple of days. So, the one with Dom and Monahan, and who else? And who else? <laughs> the one who plays Mighty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know her name. I could look it up, but yeah. Is her hair like that in real life? She has great hair, I think, on the show. That like gray, wavy hair. Hmm? No, she doesn't. Long, she doesn't have long hair like that. No. And oh, is it silver good. like that? I don't think. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> so it's just it's, people to remember their hair color. It's just a good wig, which is funny because I always like think most wigs suck. If that's a wig, it's really good. I think her hair looks great. All right. Well, cool. That'll be cool to read. Yep. All right. All right. So Westworld. So we all, Jamie, yeah, well, Jamie and I both just watched it today, so it's fresh in our mind. Yeah, I actually watched it yesterday. Oh, I, all right. I really like this. I have kind of like, I don't know if you're supposed to take it the way that I am, but it makes me kind of appreciate what's going on. I was going to talk about kind of my, I don't want to say it's exactly a theory because it's not exactly a theory, but I feel like what's happening in the show is kind of like what happened from the very beginning, but like opposite because well, yeah. if you think about it, right. But I mean, there's different things like how, uh, well, granted the one thing outright happened in this episode, but I was going to say the Loris now can control humans, just like Maeve could control robots, which I thought was neat. Um, but I was thinking too, like how, um, I know where she's not really hail. Every time I call her hail, you say she's not hail. I know she's not hail. The Lord I know, but she's hail. hail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like how she's going after the outliers and they're infecting people and or sort of infecting the robots. I was thinking about how you can think of that almost like if you go back to the original, that like Dolores and Maeve and all them, like they were the outliers of the robots that were infecting some of the humans with their ideas, you know? I feel like it's kind of all the same thing again, which I, I, I don't know, I appreciate. And just like her, I feel like Dolores being able to see outside the program or whatever and being able to see the door that goes out of the office and that, that's kind of like how she saw the maze, you know? I don't know. I, I just, if you think about it that way, I think it's kind of interesting how it's sort of the same story but like up, like completely flips because it's like, it's just like the, they're letting yeah. the robot be have fun with the humans and kill the humans and everything, just like how we did. It's like all flipped. So I don't I know. Think, I think it's interesting. Jamie, I think the writers intend for you to think of it that way. I mean, I think this show is all about loops, right? And mm-hmm. I think, I think, I felt the same way, and I think they want to, I think, I think that's how we're supposed to feel. They want us to Okay. That. And the other thing I wanted to say is, I found, I don't know, when I was listening to, not William, the fake William, whatever you want to call him. Um, I was listening to, uh, yeah, when he was talking, yeah, man, Buck, when he was talking to those people at the at the dinner, he was making me think, though, because this show does make you think, like, I thought it was kind of interesting if you think about the fact, like, 
that, that a lot of times, and granted, not, not everybody, not all the time, but that a lot of times when you do do things and you live your life, like, is it, some of it is not necessarily your choices, but it's all, like, reactions to what happens around you, you know? What people uh-huh. do can affect other people in that sense. So I don't know. I'm just having existential thoughts and moments in this episode. <laughs> but anyway, I like it. I mean, I think that moment, I mean, I really saw Dolores in this episode, Christina, um, like you talk about it being like so similar to what we saw in season one. I felt really her parallels Bernard. And we, we saw that moment where Bernard, you know, Bernard is working at Westworld and he's writing loops and creating characters. And then he realizes that he's a host. Right. And I felt like we had this, like, this was like a Bernard moment for Dolores where she's writing these stories and doing whatever. And then she realizes that the whole world, that she's not who she thought she was and that the world is not what she thought it is or whatever. Um, I mean, she didn't realize she's a robot in this, right? Like she didn't, she didn't realize no. that yet. But, but I have to say, I'm, I also felt vi- how she go ahead, go ahead. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Now, I was gonna say, I also feel like my theory was correct. I was just talking to my friend the other day who was like, "Did you see Westworld? Blah blah blah. What's with Teddy?" And I was like, "Well, I think Teddy's self-aware and he wants to free Dolores." And then this episode, I'm like, "Yes, my theory is right. Not my theory. A lot of people have this theory, right?" that Teddy was, like, Teddy, Teddy and, Del- like, I, like, I, I really loved AJ's, it wasn't, your, it wasn't a theory, AJ, it was just, like, a wish when you said last week, it'd be so nice if they were just going to let these two have a happy ending, but that's not the show that we're yeah. watching, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I mean, so I also, I mean, I texted you guys, this morning that my friend had texted me the other night about the episode and said, we're now in the matrix. And then the entire time I was watching the episode, I could not stop thinking about the matrix. Um, (laughs) And that Teddy is Morpheus and Dolores is Neo in this, in this scenario. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. you know, he's well, like, maybe this, is, maybe this is the new Matrix movie, right? Free your mind, <laughs> Christina. Well, and, and or, you know, the, the, the and the whole re I mean, it really did the whole part where there are humans who become like aware that they're inside this construct and then the rebels have to come and free them and free, you know, and, and um, they free the outliers and bring them to live like in the human settlement in the outskirts and the undesirable like you know like it was it's very matrix yeah, right it's like reminiscent. One, I, I, more than reminiscent is it an homage is it a ripoff i mean it's we it's really close right i don't know i think it i like that they do that because i think that it because like you said the show is about loops does that mean that they maybe should have had a a different story and maybe they couldn't think of one and that's why they did it. I don't know, but I think it, I like what they're doing. And I yeah. like that and he's the one that's, that's telling all the stories. Why has her being the storyteller? I don't know, but. Yeah. I don't know. AJ, what were your uh, impressions? So, um, so I, ha- I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a theory, but like, so any, uh, host that goes after an outlier goes bonkers and kills themselves. And of course, William has, or Man in Black has that whole. Kind of, 
is that really is? That any host? Any host who goes after you okay. goes bonkers? No. Some. Okay. Well, no. okay. Well, 30, 30, 38 of them have. Yes, but she didn't say thirty-eight out of thirty-eight. She just said thirty-eight. Well, no. We don't know how many they pursued. Said, we don't know yeah. how many, right? She just said right, thirty-eight. But, but the point is, but, but see, even the man in black, you know, when he's having that conversation with Hale, um, and he's like, "I won't, I won't hesitate." And of course, he hesitates, <laughs> and then he quest- starts questioning himself. Karen, turn right, the TV but, down. That's all right. My, my, sorry. <laughs> I walked in the other room and my dad, like, is so hard of hearing. The TV's so loud. Um, oh, okay, yeah, but I, like, again, I felt I like it was... I wasn't, I wasn't okay, done ahead. yet. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> and, then he comes, and then Man Black starts questioning himself to the point where he goes and talks to William, by, which, by the way, I, you know what? I think we might have been wrong. I think William actually does have a body. He's just, like, stuffed in that I suit. I know that. I keep saying that. That's why I couldn't you figure do. out. I'm like, well, I'm no. watching it now because I watched it on HBO, and I'm like, yeah. why the first, did he The first time I really thought – yeah, the first time I really did think he was just a head, that the, the angle they showed this week, I was like, oh, maybe he's just, like, strapped in there. But anyway – so, I mean, he's, you know, even the man in black is questioning himself. As vile as the man in black is, even he's kind of, like, questioning himself. And I feel like these, these hosts that actually have to kill a human, and they kind of, struck push, you know, it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like they are becoming aware in a different way than they were before. Like, realizing that it's not, right what they're doing you know like and, and they're like they're questioning it and they're like they're kind of like they're, they have a conscience i guess um but whereas hale like, has has no i i don't understand hale at all that's my human. biggest problem i think it's just another way they're becoming more human i i, so I yeah the- i mean I, no you're right you're right to a degree and that's kind of what i'm getting at but the problem is hale like, most of the show I'm enjoying now, like, the first two episodes were, like, really fucking slow, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, last couple of episodes have definitely been better. But Hale is the biggest problem here. Like, she still has no motive. We are five episodes in out of eight, and I have no motive for why Hale is doing what she's doing. Like, I get back in the beginning – they just want, you know, everybody wanted to get out of Westworld and just live a normal life and, you know, host or not, just, just you know, have a life like a human, you know. And, I, you know, Dolores was very angry for a while, and I think splitting herself up was a bad idea, obviously, because her, her prime self came to a realization that Hale I, – I don't know what Hale's thinking. It's like it's – like, it's almost like it's just hubris. Like, they made us dance like – you know, they made us dance to their tune, so now I'm going to make them dance to our tune. So now we have to that, that's what it really seems like. It just seems like it seems like the only answer is petty revenge. Just like I'm a child, oh. and I'm you know, I'm going to do to you what you did to me. That's the only thing with Hale that I can say. She saying to William. She even makes a point of saying to William that she's giving them a choice. She's giving the robots a choice. So, but she's still doing the same thing that the humans did to the humans. Yeah, you know what I mean? Dallas. So she's acting like human. That's what I said. Like, she hates humans, but, I mean, essentially, she's repeating the mistakes they made. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I – um. so I want to go back for a minute to what AJ was saying about um, 
hosts going bonkers when they encounter an outlier or whatever. Um, and and the man in black questioning or whatever. And I felt uh I know I saw it, Dad. It was great. See you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but I felt a little bit of that. I was reminded of, of like, my dad's so happy. He, he said he wanted all the Yankees fans to go home and be sad tonight. Um, <laughs> he got his wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I felt like I, I was remembering when Morpheus said to Neo, like, we never free a mind over a certain age because they can't handle it and they, like, go nuts or whatever, right? Remember that in the first Matrix huh. movie? And I felt yeah. like yeah. that was a little bit, yeah. like, she did say, like, Charlotte did make a point of saying that that host, Hope, in the beginning, who, like, kind of lost it, she said, so-and-so, Hope, two years old, supposed to transcend next week, which yeah, we didn't get anything that about that yet. Uh, maybe they yeah, go to... Yeah, I don't know what that is. Maybe they go to host Heaven. Well, you don't know, right? We didn't, I mean, that's a question <laughs> that... That we, well, you know, a lot of hosts are in heaven. Be wrong, but what do you think about this? I almost wondered, and I don't know that this makes sense, but I, for some reason, almost wondered if somehow she's planning to implant the robot consciousness inside the human to make them real. Do you think that's a possibility, or is that just like a crazy, wacky theory that doesn't make sense? I mean, that's a crazy, wacky theory that doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. Anything possible. Transcend. That's why it made me think of that. I don't know. I mean, or it but could then mean again, like our gonna... bodies can break, though. So I guess that wouldn't make a whole bunch of sense. Or it could mean we're going to tell them like it's not clear, really. Like the hosts, the hosts, I don't think they really know either what's going on because the host was like, "I won the game. I went after him. And I won the game." And, and William's like, "There are no rules here, but you have to have common sense or whatever." And like, I don't know if the hosts are a fully self-aware of what's going on. I, I, it's not clear to me how many hosts there are, what the population of hosts versus humans are they like. And this comes back to what AJ was saying about how Charlotte's intentions are so unclear because, like, if she wanted to create a host utopia, uh, but it's not like Westworld where they hunt down humans for fun. Like, there is a – so, like, there's not an ongoing – thing where hosts you can just come and do whatever you want and like fuck with these humans like westworld was right or or i don't see it it's not like what we see no, of the world the ones who are the outliers what we see of the world what we see of, of the world of, of the hotel humans is just like a boring city where everybody goes to work and goes home and has a wife and gets divorced and does whatever right like there's no like like the whole point of westworld was living out this fantasy element that's not like the life that you have right like I don't really uh-huh. see that, and I don't. No, so, I don't so I don't see what Charlotte's domination of the humans is really doing for her. Although, as AJ said, I, I agree. Like it feels like revenge. Like I want to control the humans the way they controlled us. Except at the end, when William says, "Why don't you just force us to do what you want us to do?" and she says, "That's what they would have done." So, are you trying to be like you're trying to not be like the humans, but you're being exactly like them? Like. Right? Like, I don't get that's any why, that's You know what it is? I think our mistakes, basically. I, yeah. It's because it's she's, she's an idiot. Because what he was saying is, why don't you just control us to do what you want? And she's like, because that's what the humans would do to the hosts. 
she doesn't see yeah. that she's doing the same damn thing to the humans, though. She's not doing it to the host, so she's a better person. By doing it to the humans, that's okay. That's, that's what I get from her, which but doesn't make a whole, whole lot of sense. Doing it to the hosts because they're not aware. Like, like you know, they're not Christina, really either. True. Christina is not aware of who she really is and what she really does. True. Right? Like, like Hale does not trust her Hale. at all. Like, Hale, Hale gave uh, AJ made you made a good point in this conversation. Why would Charlotte put Dolores in charge of writing all the loops for everyone? Like, it's not that it seems like a bad idea. And then she has to, I, she's like, I'm your college roommate from a million years ago. Like, yeah, that's one, funny. So I can, like, you know, so I, so I can mind you. know what, though? I think. I like how she has the I, guy monitor. I just could say, I like how she has the guy monitor Dolores, but yet he doesn't really know what he's doing, so Dolores can change that. But also, she wasn't even smart enough to realize when Dolores made those people fight to get out of telling her about Teddy. Um, I think with I think what uh, Hale is doing with Dolores, I think that's on the same scope as the humans. I think she, you know, because of she doesn't like uh, because Dolores, in her eyes, you know, Dolores was the the head honcho. Hale was her underling. Um, they had a difference of opinion. They ended up on different sides of things. So I think Hale, it, it's it's in a way, an ironic punishment, and I think Hale gets off on it. You know, I'm going to make Dolores, yeah. you know, I'm going to make Dolores do exactly what she didn't want to do, kind of okay. thing. Well, and if that's not yeah. the case, then I, I don't know, because I feel like, and again, I, I, I don't, like, Hale is very problematic, and that's a big problem for the show itself, is when your man, main antagonist is a problem and not making sense, it kind of makes the whole rest of the show kind of questionable. Um, I got a question, though. So, Teddy, the, the fact that he's already self-aware, I'm wondering, is it possible that Teddy created by Dolores before the end of last season, and he, that's why he's self-aware, and he's kind of, like, been her, oh. her fail-safe? Like he, yeah. like, like she create she created him unbeknownst to anybody else. Like her other parts, her, the other parts of her that, that you know she made herself. Like Hale has no idea that she made Teddy. That only she herself knew that she hid that fact from all her all her other pearls. And that's why Teddy is playing this role of bringing her back around because she was like his fail. She, he was like her fail safe. I mean, I could be completely out of left field here. But I just got that feeling during the episode because otherwise, I like it. How is how does Teddy remember anything? You know, especially considering Teddy was dead, dead, and we and we always wondered who the last pearl was that she brought back because we never did find out, and now we have Teddy. So I like it. I mean, it's possible that Teddy became self-aware the way Dolores did in in season one, except Dolores went through a lot of trauma with that, and Teddy seems to be, like, totally, like, non-traumatized. Or we didn't see it, at least. But I like it. I like that theory. That she left him as, like, her escape hatch. Like, come and get me if things go to shit kind of thing. Uh And Teddy's been watching watching her and waiting. Um, 
a little bit. Um, now. It makes, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it makes more sense for Dolores had that kind of plan. It makes way more sense than, like, Hale's plan. I mean, I agree with you. Her motivation is still unclear to me. It's hard to see what she's trying to do other than being very angry against humans. And as we discussed last week, why not just wipe them out if there's such a problem? Because, you know why? Because she wants to be a god, and she's bored being a god. For her toys. Yeah, yeah, kind of the way, like, Anthony Hopkins got bored in in the early season. But, um, I mean, like, her whole entire – the whole entire thing is a problem. Also, it's unclear to me how in 23 years she gained this incredible technology to, like, you know, do all this, whatever. Let's not worry about that. You know, that's why we have time jumps to not worry about it. Um, But, no, I like it. I think it's a good theory that – I I mean, I think – I like it a lot. I like it partly because it puts us – I mean, we said this last week that, like, how do you have the show and have Evan Rachel Wood and Dolores not be, like, central and be the hero? And this is, like, we can see maybe in the next couple episodes how Teddy and Dolores maybe are going to try to take back control, right, or have a showdown between them or whatever. Yeah. I like it, AJ. I like how it sets up. Do you like it, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I I said that I I know I I I think enjoying it more than you guys, but I like it. No, I mean, do you like that? I, I like that Teddy's the failsafe. Yeah, yeah, I think that was smart. That makes sense. Just to clarify, I'm actually enjoying this season a lot more than I was the first two episodes. My biggest problem yeah. is Hale. <laughs> yeah, everything I, else I like. I have um, problems with her now, too. But now my absolute favorite parts of the show are, once again, because I love trying to figure out the music, if any popular music is playing. Oh, yeah. And, Karen, I have a feeling, yeah. I, I have a feeling you, you must have caught uh, Lou Reed's perfect day when all the humans oh, were dancing. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was pretty obvious. But the one yeah. that, I, that I caught another song that I almost missed, Nine Inch Nails was playing uh, when they were having lunch the day the world went away. And oh, it's yeah? very faint. It's very faint, and I caught part of it. I actually had to back it up and watch the scene again, and like ignore what they were saying and kind of focus on the background noise. And I re- and I was I'm like I'm like that's definitely the day the world went away. I was like I know it is now because I heard more of it, and then I googled and I was like, hey, I was right. <laughs> oh, music version of Nine Inch Nails, nice. I'll have to go back and check that. No, I didn't catch that. That's pretty creative. Um, that's pretty creative to slip slip Nine Inch Nails in there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that Christina's roommate might be on the verge of being, I don't know if she's a robot or a human, um, but she's on the she's verge be of human. becoming aware. It's not clear to me how many hosts are around versus humans and how they live together. You think no, it's human? not. But. But I she, think she's, she's having night- she, Yeah, she's having the nightmares of flies. Yeah. That's that's why she's I think she's night- a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she's about to wake up and become a become a outlier, right? Um, yeah. I wonder if everyone's about to wake up. Like, I, I wonder how 
how populated the city is, how many, how many outliers there are, how often they come up. Is it happening more frequently? Is the Lord losing control? Is it just great? Like, I don't know. But I, it does seem like if she's having these nightmares that about, oh, yes, about flies, okay, she must be human. Either way, it seems like she's about to pop out and, and realize what's going on. I mean, if you're Hale, I think you have mismanaged Dolores pretty much, right? Like, Dolores is the most dangerous. Why even put Dolores? I guess maybe she feels, I mean, she is Dolores at her core, right? She's like a, she's like a split-off, corrupted version of Dolores, but I guess she maybe feels an affinity to Dolores. She feels maybe a, um, she owes a debt maybe to Dolores. And well, that's why she her, keeps technically. Yeah, so that's also not clear. Is it is it Christine? Is it really Dolores's pearl, or is it just a robot in Dolores's body? Right? Is it is Christina? I mean, although she gave Christina a huge amount of control to write all the stories, so it probably is original Dolores somehow. Somehow, original Dolores's pearl. It just seems like, why would you use that? Why would you put her right in the Dolores body? Why do you give her that control? Why do you, like, so many mistakes, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I guess it's hubris, and I guess we'll find out. But, um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed the little Stubbs moment that we had also. Stubbs had this very small role this week, right, where I Poor forgot Stubbs. how he be- – I forgot what happened last week, how he came to be on this mission in the city. Um, he was – they, they know – Bernard. They know what he is, right? I yeah. don't know if they know he's a – they know he's a robot? No, they know. I, it's, yeah, because that was the I whole, that was the whole thing. They wanted to kill them. But, Okay. They wanted well, to kill them I, at I first, and Frankie was like, no, you're not going to kill them. They're here to help us, and they're like, well, we don't believe it. That's oh, yeah. why Bernard went, Bernard went with Frankie, and they kept Stubbs as collateral. Oh, to make sure that Bernard does, yeah, and meanwhile, he could be useful, except they didn't listen to him. He's like, this is going to be bad, and they don't listen to him, and he's like, I told you guys. Yeah, well. Can we run now? <laughs> yeah. Um, it It does seem kind of also strange that I mean, so Hale seems to be aware that Christina is, like, malfunctioning, right? Like, she sends Emmett to, like, question her in a very – Emmett's kind of creepy, right? And uh, he questions her in a very creepy fashion. And then the, and then Hale yeah. wants to have lunch, and he's asking all these questions, and she's like, I can make you tell me, Christina, which, why don't you then? But she doesn't, she doesn't seem to notice that Stubbs is on the grid, right? Like, she doesn't, like, her system doesn't, I guess maybe the robots are free, so her system doesn't track robots or recognize, but it obviously does. Like, I was surprised they didn't know Stubbs was in town immediately, right? Yeah. I guess maybe all the resources are being put into control of humans and less attention being paid to robots. I don't know. But it was kind of fun to see him. I have really warmed up to that character over the, over the seasons, over the years. Although he's best when he's with Bernard. Was this episode six this week? Five. Five. It was five, right? It was five. Out of eight, 
10? Eight. We're, so we only have three left. Um, and then there's, there's, isn't there, yeah, I was going to say there's only eight, right? Yeah. yeah. Did I hear this was greenlit for one more season or this is it? There's one more season, right? I haven't heard it. I feel like I haven't heard anything you know either way. I hope this is it. I hope this is it too. Like, I have issues with this season. What else are you gonna do? I really, I really don't see where it can go after this. Like, once the robots gain control of the humans, what what do you do next year, right? Like, this seems to be. Um, and I also like. I mean, I've told you guys every week how weary I am of the Man in Black, and I was again this week. Like. Like, I can't believe, Hale, like, if you're going to make a new version of William, only friend, could you make him a little less unpleasant? Like, he's so unpleasant to be around at all times, right? Like, he's never, he's never, like, the original, Will, even when he was, even when he was not young William, even when he was the man in black William, but we saw him in his life or whatever, like, he... He loved his wife. He loved his daughter sort of at some point. He had a few moments of not being completely. (laughs) He he had some moments of not being completely. Like, he's so unpleasant always. Um, uh, I really, um, I guess I'm disappointed that they've taken all nuance out of that character. And there's nothing really anymore to be learned from him or to be gained or to be learned about him or to gain, I mean, of course he's a robot, but whatever, right? Like, I just feel like there's not any, he, of all of them, it, like, of all the robots, most stuck and least able to show any kind of, except for Clementine, who barely speaks, right? Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, like, I'm over the man in black. I'm not, every time I see him on the screen, I'm like, all right, he's going to, like, beat someone up and kill them and say a bunch I of nasty shit and that's it. Because at least really? questioning. I, I thought he was highly yeah. unpleasant and really mean to those two robots who don't know they're robots. And and he's like, he's like, oh, you think you worked hard? In the, you have, and the guy was obnoxious, right? And he's like, well, I have some privilege or whatever. He was a yeah, white was privileged not. little jerk. But I'm like, really, William? Because that's really... But that's who William was. He married, he like he married the rich guy's daughter, and that's how he got into Dallas in the first. Like he's exactly that same guy, right? Yeah. And he like he also got the job he has now only because he'll find money useful. Like I was like, oh god, he's so un- he's so unpleasant. Like I don't want to watch him talk to these people. Like he's just gonna be mean to this guy for no reason other than to try. Like William takes pleasure in humiliating people, and i got to watch another scene of him humiliating people for really no reason. Like, what was really gained from that scene? It, it's fine. Like, it's just boring. It's just a well, waste of five minutes. Conversation. Yeah, it wasn't – okay, like, the conversation itself was an interesting kind of existential conversation. You're right. William, like, going out of the way to humiliate yet another person was like, oh, really? we got to watch this again? Like, it's fine, but, like – like, this character has no – he's totally one note now, I guess, is what I'm complaining about. Taryn, you, you might get your wish for some nuance because now, you know, he, he question, he's questioning himself after meeting the outlier who, for some strange reason, put her head on his shoulder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. She was just like, aw. 
about to kill you. She's like, oh, you see it. You see the tower. I'm not crazy. Um, I guess it would be kind of interesting if robot William, like, achieves a level of, like, awareness and nuance and peace that human William never had, right? Yeah. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you guys another question? All right. Sure. I have one more question. If Hale has the ability to create millions of robot bodies that are perfect, and if she has the ability to keep William's head alive or whatever whatever parts of William are being kept alive, right? And you know how that, like, we, how many times have we seen them cure, like, a robot that gets shot by, like, using their little ray gun device, right? Why is Hale walking around with scars on her arm? Oh, oh, you don't remember that? That was from last no, season. The yeah, reminder from, from the car accident. It's a reminder from the car accident. They, they, yeah, they asked her, they, they said, let us, let us fix that. And she's like, no, I want to keep these. That was last season. All right. Thank you. I thought maybe You're that's welcome. why. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. I thought maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's a writer of yep. the family. Um kind of showing weakness, right? Like, they were both human, but, like, her, you know, that, her kid was a human, a real human kid, right? That's the thing I don't get, too, is, like, she's upset about her... That's I mean, her family is the reason that she turned on Dolores in the first place, and they were human. Yeah. And now she's just controlling humans. <laughs> it's It's... It's... Yeah. I, I, I really, I, I really need them to give me an explanation. I don't care if it's a good one. I just need some kind of explanation for her motives. Well, you know what you're going to get. Other than because you're going to get like a huge piece of exposition where probably the, like maybe some Charlotte Dolores showdown, and Dolores is like, "Why'd you do it?" And Charlotte will be like, "Blah blah 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 blah" for like three and a half minutes. You know what? That's fine. Like, At least on, I'll have an answer. <laughs> yeah. At least I'll have an answer. It is fine. You know, I mean, I got, um, I mean, this, you know, not, nothing. I mean, this show has, has, you know, has a lot of high points, you know. Um, we've had some complaints over the last two seasons. But one thing they usually do pretty good is give us exposition without feeling expositiony. Yeah, usually. not like some other things not that always, watching but usually. that have been, yeah, yeah. There are some shows that are, and I'm going to mention one when this is over, but um, I do want to say, do you guys remember a couple weeks ago when season, when episode one aired and I was like, I hate this show, you guys, I'm not watching it, this season is terrible, I refuse to watch it, and Jamie's like, I know you hate when I say this, Karen, but it does get better, and I'm like, shut up, Jamie, and Jamie's like, no, it really does get better. <laughs> I gotta say, Yeah, you really better, hate the gl- first episode. <laughs> yeah, it got better, and I'm glad I'm watching it with you guys, and I'm glad I'm sticking it out to the end. So thank you for the encouragement, yeah. even if I did not no, appreciate was, it at the time. You know what, though, Karen? I agree. I was I wasn't I wasn't as hateful as you were in the first episode, but I was not a happy camper. And the second episode either. It wasn't until the third episode that I was like, okay, now we're kind of getting somewhere. Those first two episodes were rough. I know, and Jamie, I give you a hard time every time, but you know what we like, and you know. <laughs> Yeah, although to be fair, you, you don't seem to really like uh, Moonhaven, so not always. 
don't really like Moonhaven, but maybe I'll come around. I don't know. You know what though? I'm, I'm, you know, Moonhaven isn't great, but it definitely did get better. Those, those first two episodes were were boring. It's gotten better. And Jamie was really like, I know you like boring. the podcast, and, yeah. Karen. The, the and, and you know what though, coming. Jamie? And actually, give credit where credit to Jamie said that once they start the investigation, it definitely picks up, and that is exactly what happened. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. smart. <laughs> 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 Yeah. All right. So before we hang up, uh, two things. Yes. Um, okay. So speaking of exposition, Jamie, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I've been watching Roswell, New Mexico, mostly because my DVR keeps recording it. I don't know if you're watching it. Are you watching it? It's on the DVR. I haven't watched it. <laughs> it's ca- there's one. This season is happening, and then it's canceled. The last season. This show, this season it is the number one most exposition I've ever seen. It's like worse than like a soap opera. There are characters that give like huge speeches about exposition that are just like filling you is in. Is it worse on, than like, Sleepy it's, Hollow? It's worse than Sleepy Hollow, yes. It's worse than Sleepy Hollow. It's, it's terrible. Um, I watch it because, I don't know, because I sit in my house and like there's nothing on TV right now and my DVR is like, I recorded two things. Uh, Blue Planet <laughs> and Roswell, New Mexico. And I'm like, all right, Roswell tonight. Um, my second thing is, do you guys have plans to see Thor anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see it this week. I don't have an answer to that. Okay. Maybe we can talk about it soon. It got knocked down to number two at the box office. It'll be around for a while, but it's not going to be around forever. Yeah. Um, and like all Marvel movies, it should be seen on the largest screen possible, right? Because, like, if you're not going to mm-hmm. see, you have it, you know how they always have Thor, like, leaping in the air and slow mowing with the, with the hammer? Like, you got to see on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I was just wondering if you had seen it or we're going to see it. We'll talk about it. It's only been out two weeks, so it's not, you know, um, we don't want to discuss it too soon anyway. Give people a chance yeah, to see I'm, it. Yeah, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping to see it this weekend. All right. Yeah, I'm um, hoping to see it this week, too. Did you guys follow the Marvel stuff from Com- anything from yes. Comic Con? Did you see all the Marvel reviews yeah, from Comic Con? I, I I saw I saw all the highlights. So I, I kind of felt a little exhausted reading. It. I was like, oh my god, I gotta see so many movies by 2024. What am I gonna do? I don't have time for this. <laughs> There's like so many movies coming out by 2023 and 24. Um, oh, there's gonna be more too. Because that's not even everything. That's just what they. Well, that's just what that's just everything they announced at Comic Con. Um, Disney's uh, um, D23 is coming up in September, where they're announcing more stuff. Yeah. I mean, because if you actually if you look at the the dates, yeah, if you look at the dates of everything, there's a lot of gaps. There's a lot of. I mean, you see the way things have been, where we've had like a movie almost every month, every two months. If you look at the dates of everything, there's a lot of gaps. But, you know, I got to say, and Karen, you, you're probably in this boat with me. I really, I got to a point where I really missed the good old days when you didn't know about a movie until so you went to see a different movie and you saw a trailer for something. You were like, oh, my God. Right, yeah. Now, I mean, yeah. I, mean I don't want to know about something. I don't want to know about something that's three years away. You know? When I went to see Thor last week, I saw the trailer for Nope, 
And I was like, holy cow, I have to see this movie. What is this? Nope. Which I had not heard about. But, yeah, that that was great. And I heard Jamie laughing, too. You remember those good old days, right? Yeah. Never heard of a movie until you saw the trailer. Though, but yeah. Now we know every movie until 2024, yeah. uh, which is kind of a... 25. 2025. 2025, yeah. Yeah. I will say this, I mean, though. There was one thing I was extremely excited about, and that was finding out yes. that Blade is coming out next year. Because we heard about oh, yeah. Blade in, like, 2018 that they were going to do Blade. Yeah. And we've heard yeah. nothing since. <laughs> so the fact yeah. that I know now it's coming out next year, I'm, I'm excited. And the fact that Kevin Feige, after, after Disney Plus put Deadpool and Logan on Disney Plus, Kevin yeah. Feige in a statement said, um, there's a good chance Blade will be rated R also. Because that, that kind of worried well, me. Well, and Daredevil is supposed to be very dark also. The new season of Daredevil yeah. that's coming. Daredevil's moving to Disney, Which could be and that's supposed to be a 18 dark season episodes. Also, right? 18 yeah, episodes. Very excited about that. I haven't, I haven't watched the first three seasons yeah. from Netflix. So i got to get on that. Um, uh, I had another question for you guys about something else did you see. Uh, the trail there was the trailer for Black Panther, the trailer for Game. I know I know he did not to watch Game of Thrones. By the way, oh, I want to tell AJ a story and Jamie. Um, I talked to my okay. brother today. He told me he, he's never watched any Game of Thrones. He has no interest in Game of Thrones. And he said when he heard about, he'd never read the books. And when Game of Thrones came out, he was like, "Ah, eh, dragons and magic! What a bunch of bull! I'm not watching this." Right? And then apparently last weekend there was a Game of Thrones marathon on HBO. And there was nothing on him. He sat he down to watch it. it, and he got totally sucked in. And now he's on the last season. In like a week, he's on the last season. That's so, funny. Uh, and I was like, "Oh my sweet um, summer child, I feel so sorry for you." <laughs> Karen, did you see? Did uh, there was I forget where where I saw it, but apparently, I guess somebody asked if George R. R. Martin would ever cons- has ever you know considered doing a cameo in one of the spinoffs, and. The response was that George R. R. Martin will never have a cameo in one of the Game of Thrones shows until The Winds of Winter comes out. So my first thought was, well, he's oh, never no. doing a cameo then. <laughs> nope, never come out. Nope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, and so my last thing, my last announcement. Yes. Paper Girls drops on Friday on um, on Amazon. Uh, I have watched the first three or four episodes. They're only 30-minute episodes. Um, I think I told you, AJ, that Adina Porter is in it. Um, yes, you did. She looks great. She looks fantastic with her, like, her hair is kind of, sh- you know, it's like the shaved hair, Adina Porter. Um, and she looks really and beautiful and great. It takes place and, in the 80s, right? Badass. It takes place in 1988. Um, and the music is great. Like, it opens in 1988. It, it's, it's a time-hopping show. Um, but right. the main timeline is 1988. Um, and so, and it opens with, the, like, the first thing you hear is a New Order song. And I was like, oh, I'm all in on this, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, I won't, like, um, I mean, it's 30 minutes. The characters are supposed to be, like, 14, I think, right? It's 88. Um, and so I don't want to share too much about it. I haven't watched the whole season either. I only watched like part of the season. But if we're looking for some, uh, no. we're, uh, we're going to at least watch the first one and talk about it next week, right? Yeah, why not? 
Um, now, are, is, do you know if Prime is dropping the first two episodes? Because Prime is weird. Sometimes they drop one episode. Sometimes they drop two. Sometimes they drop three. Sometimes they drop the whole season. So do we know what they're doing? Yeah. <laughs> or will we just have to tune in Friday and find out? Hang on. Let me look it up while we're talking. I think that's the only new thing coming out this week, right? Is anything else new coming? Not that I can think of. When does Resident Alien come back, Jamie? Uh, next month sometime, I believe. Let me, I can tell you okay. in a second if you let me look. Because I haven't had a chance to watch the screeners yet. Well, it's so it season two, say, part it's, two, isn't it? It says season one included with Prime. It says... August. I don't know when it... Hmm. All right, well, whatever. We'll find out Friday. I was just curious. I guess we'll find out. It says, uh, blah, 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 blah. It's hard to. When is the release date? Yeah, it premieres. I don't. It's eight episodes. I don't know about. Wait, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, we'll find out on Friday. Paper Girls. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so we'll find out Friday how many they're dropping, but whatever. We'll go from there. Yeah. Um, so next, all right, so that gives us next week, Westworld, Moonhaven, Paper Girls. Um, and then in two weeks, we get to add uh, the Sandman to our list. And then we'll have to figure oh, yeah. out how we're going to do that. And Jamie, you are um, doing some work on that, right? Yep. I did my interviews. Uh, whoops, sorry. I did my interviews yesterday. It was a lot of, well, most of the interviews yesterday. I had done two before that, but the majority of them yesterday. So those will be up soon. i got to get the rest of Moonhaven up first. But I did talk to Jenna um, Coleman yesterday, which made me very happy. So, um, so that yeah. was cool. um, But there was a lot of good people. Like Stephen Fry, too. He was really nice. I liked him. He was, like, really funny. Um, have you guys read the Sandman <laughs> comic? I have. AJ, I have not. Um, I was I telling Jamie last week. One... Go ahead, Jamie. No, I'm just going to say, somebody asked if you should reread it before or after you watch the series, and he suggested after. I'm just going to tell you that the, uh, Tom did. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, okay. um, yeah, I was, I was telling Jamie last, last week or before, whenever Jamie and I talked about it, um, I read the comics years ago when they first came out, Um and then I actually had just reread them over the past, uh, I don't remember when I started. I might have started, I don't know. I don't remember when I started. There's 70, there's, the original run is 75 issues, and then there's a couple spinoffs after. And I just finished a couple days ago, the whole thing. So it's all fresh in my mind. Yeah, I've only read the first trade volume, which is not that much. Yeah. Um, although I have read that the series is very much like that first run, AJ, where it's like a series of yeah, sort of different like gonna be. series of different, almost like standalone stories, like experiences, yeah. like dreams, experiences. Yeah. Um, so not an anthology because it's like the main character through it, but sort of like that, right? Yeah, it's it's very unique. Um, you know, Dream is the main character, and he's throughout the whole thing, but it's very unique where there's some stories where he's only in it for, like, two seconds. 
Um, yeah. But he, it's like every story always connects back to him somehow. So. Yeah. I can't wait. It should be good. All right. Yeah, it should be really, really good. good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Are you, have you seen all of it, Jamie? Yes, I have. Yes, I really like oh, it. Oh, you saw it already? Um, Sammy, it, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to for the interviews. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I kind of have to if I want to ask about it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, good point. I, I read it, and it's made me want to go read it. I'm I'm intending to – I mean, I don't know that I'll be able to obviously read it all right away, but I want to at least um, – you know, read like the main part of it eventually. I want to start. I've been looking up stuff on Wiki. It ha it has gotten me into it enough that I've I've been looking on <laughs> figuring things out by looking on Wiki. Um, I will say though, for people that haven't seen it, you don't have to have read anything. I mean, you'll understand it because I did. I just wanted to know more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they will, and I'm sure they've mm -hmm. you know taken some liberties and changed a couple things because. Yeah. You know, as we know, as we know, the printed word doesn't always translate to uh, the screen. Well, they just ask a uh, The Walking to, Dead. To fit in too. I mean, yep. I know there's a lot that had to fit in ten episodes. So, but yeah. Oh my God! Speaking of that, that came out this week. And I talked to Neil Gaiman, so that's all coming up. Oh, that's cool, Jamie. Cool. Neil Gaiman. Wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. I like him. I like a lot of his stuff. Although I've yeah. mostly I've you know seen rather than read if I'm honest, but yeah. I like his stories anyway. I, I'm not yeah. you know it's funny because when I talked to the one actor, he asked me what what's good sci-fi book. I don't really generally read science fiction. I watch science right. fiction. I, ne I never I yeah. never have, but I do read some fantasy sci-fi stuff, just not a whole lot. But it's made me want to go read it, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's cool, yeah. Actually, quick question, so, Karen. Um, I, yeah. I know your plan, plans got unfortunately derailed, but um, I, I, did you ever start reading The Expanse? No, I haven't because my summer went off the rails, yeah. I, I right, I know, I know that. Read it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just didn't know if it. you had started reading it in your spare time. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I have to go on a business trip to, to Central Africa at the end of August, which is like a 10-hour flight and a three-hour flight both ways. I've got like 26 hours on a plane on that trip. So maybe that's a perfect time go. to pick that up, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to download that from like to my Kindle or whatever and read that on the plane. Thank you. Now I know how to also every night when I'm stuck in a hotel in Kinshasa. Yeah. Um, so before we go, AJ said the W word, the walking dead, um, and that came out this week also since we spoke last, that the Rick Grimes movies are dead, and instead there's going to be a Rick and Michonne TV show, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, so this is what makes no sense to me. It's like, so let's take a show and let's cancel it and let's make new shows based on most of the characters of the show. Like, they must really yeah. just want new um you know, you know, Jamie, when you said that in the text, I when, when you made that comment in, in our text messages to each other, I must have laughed for five minutes because I hadn't even thought of it in that way. They've taken That's five good. of the main cast members and split them into three shows. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's and pretty hilarious. Like, why not just keep the original show even and make more episodes? The only thing right. I can figure is that 
by making new shows, they can renegotiate contracts, and they only have to pay the lead actors a lot and not everybody else. Well, it's, it's such a huge ensemble. I mean, that I don't know that that's true. So, you know, if people are listening, don't be like, Jamie said this. You know, I have no clue. I just, that's what I wonder. <laughs> because it, it doesn't yeah. make Wait. a lot of sense. It really doesn't. You, you know what else, Jamie? Having three shows means three times the money to be made. That's true. Have, you know, three you know times I mean? the ad block yeah. to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, and I, I don't care. Are you guys going to watch any of the spinoffs? I don't I really. I mean, it depends if it's good or not. I mean, I'll try it. We know, we know, come really, on, Jamie. We know you're going to watch it. <laughs> well, if I cover it, yeah. Well, if Jamie covers it, she'll have Fair to. enough. I, I mean, Fair enough. Fair enough. For me, the Daryl spinoff is way less interesting than, than a Daryl and Carol spinoff. A Daryl and Carol spinoff, like, they're the two best characters, right? When when they said it in France, when they said it in Europe, like I'm sorry, how is Carol getting to Europe? What a bunch of baloney that is, right? Um, and when Carol dropped out of it, I have no interest in Norman Reedus, like in France. Um, I definitely don't <laughs> want to watch that show. Uh, I definitely have no interest in a Maggie and Negan show. We have talked at length about like, in what world do those two become compatriots? going to New York together. That makes no sense. Like, I don't want to watch that. Would I watch a Rick and, and Michonne show? That one might be get, Which will be the CRM show, Jamie, right? That'll be the CRM. And, like, would it Probably, bring closure yeah. to that storyline? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I just it, it just seems like you know Jamie also wrote in our text, which was also hilarious when you wrote it makes no sense S E N S E. Oh no, but it makes sense C E N T S. And I was like Jamie, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, I like my too. <laughs> and you're right, like I don't want to watch shows that are a craven attempt to make money. Like it doesn't really seem like there's a, a legitimate attempt to tell a story. There's an attempt to make money, right? And to not to like, you know, as you guys are saying, split your IP into three shows. Don't acquire new IP. Just like monetize what you've already bought. It just feels so. I just feel so used. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for nothing. They might not be good, but it, yeah. it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I mean, AMC has AMC Plus now, which I don't really understand the point of AMC having its own streaming service because. Right. There's not, I mean, yeah, it has Moonhaven, you know, like, Moonhaven's first episode is not good enough for me to watch it. That's the the thing. Before, the only thing there was was that you could watch Walking Dead and all that early. And and I don't think people were willing to pay for that, probably. So that's why they're adding shows that are specific to AMC+. Now, I don't know if that means, like, later it'll come to AMC. I kind of assume it will. Um, because yeah. some things, like, I think, what the Discovery of Witches this season, I think, was only their their streaming networks until way yeah, later, that's maybe. What, that's, okay. I haven't watched it. So, I didn't show. I mean, and, and I, I would never like pay for that. Had, um, oh, what the heck's the one? I'm, I'm blanking the name. The one I really, really liked that they sent me a really cool press kit, and I can't for the life of me think of it. I'm going to go look at the tag on my quilt. <laughs> It'll tell me what it's called. I can't think of what it's called. It's just with an R. <laughs> She has a quilt from the TV show? Ragdoll. 
described on. Apparently. I really, really uh, like that a lot. But that was one Jenny. that did not come on AMC till way later. What? You have a quilt on your bed from a show about a serial killer that cuts people no, up and throws them back together. No, it's not in my bed. It's in the living room. It's a really okay. nice quilt. Actually, my mom uses that one. I use the one I got from Hallmark. But that's a whole about, other It's a serial killer quilt. Everybody sent quilts at one time. Don't ask me why. Because I seriously have, I think, three quilts that were sent to press kits. But anyway, I don't know. aside from I, that, just, um, it, I really, really like it, that show. It feels it's a little like bit a like... I mean, when I look at AMC and AMC Plus, I feel like when I look at when I look at um, like what's Discovery on Paramount? The Star Trek shows are on Paramount, right? Yeah, and they're on Paramount only, but they kind of run on CBS. Some like I, I have watched some of those shows; they run on CBS later, right? Yeah, like they. Well, I guess some it depends whether you're willing to wait for stuff or not. Yeah. Or you look at, like, Peacock, the made-for-Peacock stuff. Well, they, it's NBC. They have a massive library of stuff, right? Well, Peacock so they're, is free, the one person. Yeah. The problem is, is that every network and their cousin think that they need a streaming network. And it's like you, you can't well, afford worldwide. everything. I mean, so you I, just can't. I believe – so personally, I believe it's going to collapse, and I believe we'll go back to, like, a Hulu-Netflix – like, Hulu was started by three of the networks, right? Hulu started by like yeah. ABC why can't they like, all combine one? I think they will. Yeah. I think there's too much fragmentation, and I think they can't all stay in business. Oh well, you know They're what the interesting thing is. I I just want to comment on this because I don't understand. Like, the, there's the whole thing now going on with Netflix, right? I'm sure you guys have read about how they're trying to oh, yeah. to get people Correct not them. to share it and all this stuff. The thing is, is, I think the reason Netflix, I think there's two reasons that Netflix is losing money. And, and granted, I love Netflix. I watch Netflix more than any of the other ones. But I think there's two reasons. One is that they're way more expensive than the other streaming things. And two, they cancel all the good shows within two or three seasons. I don't think it has anything to do with people sharing stuff. I really don't. And I think it's going to continue to, they're well, going to, continue to lose money until they change those things. That's and yet, opinion. Jamie... They pick up other people's canceled shows like Manifest also. That's which true, is a good but the thing, thing is, right? because I mean, they don't last, but because they don't last, people get Netflix for one season, watch the season, and then cancel it. So they don't keep it. Well, those you know? are the made for Netflix, which they're, you know, they've been spending too much money making their own stuff. Like Stranger Things is bankrupting them, not bankrupting them, but things like Stranger Things are so expensive and they've got to change their model, which is fine. Well, um, I but they're think, great shows. I, I mean, if they get more great shows and don't cancel them, they might make the money back. I think I think the crackdown on password sharing I kind of get, and yet, so you don't. Yeah, make I understand money off, it. I just don't think it's going to. But help. wait, but wait, like you make less money off your subscriptions, but like the advertiser, if I share a password, I'm still seeing the advertising. If I if it's, if I don't have the premium account, right? Well, Netflix like doesn't have advertising. Like not, there's no I mean, they have there's no for their own shows, but there's no ads. There's no there's no ad supported model on Netflix at all. Um, unless they added it after the fact, and I'm unaware of it. I have a not though, even the cheapest level. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I don't think unless, but they even the thing is they even charge more for 4K, which seems a little strange to me. Um, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, I, there have been interesting articles about. There have been some very interesting articles about the amount of money that Netflix has spent on development of original programming, which is way more than other streamers spend. I'm not 
you well, know, the golden age. Well, I guess it makes sense to charge more. And that, the that golden sense. age of development. I mean, I really like them. The golden age of development at Netflix may be over, and they may be, they are like reassessing that model. It's not just Stranger Things. They spent a lot of money on a lot of shows, right? A lot of original. But a lot of money on Sandman, I can tell you that just from watching it. Um, um, but maybe and they need that, to go to ad supported. Maybe that's, you know, another Particularly option. Like, I, yeah. Anyway, I can pass off, AJ. I was just going to make a real quick comment. I, I agree. I think that Netflix problem is they have gone too far into development, and I think that's what's hurting them because nobody, you know, all these movies that are going straight to, you know, are being made for Netflix. I think I, I feel like there's so much on Netflix. Like there's like there's got to be at least ten to fifteen movies that I want to watch that I just don't have time for. Um, I want more than because you know, that's because that's, that. that's how much Regardless stuff they have. And and I think that's what's hurting them. I think that I think that it, it's pe- there's so much that people aren't able to watch as much as they thought people you know people were going to watch. I mean, yeah, there's people have, that sat down and watched Stranger Things season four in one sitting, but there's so much there that they're not getting the return on what they thought they were going to get well, because there's so also- much. There's so much there, probably because they're picking up so much quality stuff from the UK and from South Korea and from all over the world. Yeah. And, and so the fact that they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars producing their own original content, and, and from what I've read, like the heyday was like three, two, three years ago was when they were really spending out the wazoo on original programming, and they've had to cut back on that. And, and like, do they really need to do that? Like, when you have like. Like when they're so good at picking up great shows, like I didn't watch Squid Game, but it was a it was a national phenomenon, right? And they're so good what at picking was? shows. Squid Game. Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. Or yeah. All of Us Are Dead was so amazing, right? And they're so Netflix is so good at picking really good stuff from around the world and streaming it. Like, do they need to be spending that much money on their own original content? Yeah, you want to have some. Like Midnight Mass, totally worth it. Stranger yeah. Things worth it for a while. Probably should have been canceled by now, but it hasn't, right? But like they were and you know what so else much money. Probably hurt them. Marvel's what? pulled out. Every, every, all the Marvel yep. stuff yeah. pulled out. This, Disney yep. stuff is pulled out. Uh, NBC yep. shows have have pulled out because they all have their yep. own streaming services. So a lot of the stuff that used to be on Netflix isn't there anymore, so they're not drawing that revenue anymore. They're, you know, they don't, they don't have that revenue. Yeah. Yep. So, whatever. We're, 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 we're digressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although it's TV talk, so it's relevant, but we're, we're getting too far down the road. And I have to still watch another hour of TV tonight because I'm watching some screeners for a show. I'm, I'm going to do some interviews tomorrow for a new Apple show that's coming out in two weeks about Hurricane Katrina, and so I have to finish, I have to watch one more hour of really depression television before I go to bed. Great show. Who is saying no, no, no? Somebody doesn't want you to do it. (laughs) Wow, that's impressive. Alyssa's watching something in the bedroom. And, oh, and, I and the doors, I, I can't believe you could hear her. Well, tell Alyssa wow, she's got a really big mouth. Yeah. I, Alyssa, I, I heard that clear as day. Yes. It sounded like she was standing right next to you going, no, no, no. Yeah, no. It did. 
she's a good the bed the bedroom's a good twenty feet away with the door closed. <laughs> we always say you have a powerful microphone on that phone of yours. He does. Yeah. Anyway. He does. Yeah. All right. So next week All right. back with Westworld, Moonhaven, Paper Girls. Yep. Yes. All right. All right. And hopefully Thor. And Thor. Hopefully Thor. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, ladies. All right. Have All right, a good week. Well, have a good night. Good night, you guys. And a good week. Thank you, everybody, Thanks. for listening. And we'll do it again next week. We'll go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> Bye. And check good out night. the site for my all my interviews yep. going up. SciFiVision.com. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. Yep. yep. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.